All right, and away we go. Um, all right, we are going to finish off our top 10 movie conversation. Uh, actually, oh, sorry, best movies of the decade. And I believe we're each at our number two. Seth, you started last time. Do you want to keep it going? Do, do you want me to go? I'll go. I'm happy to go here. Yeah. Um, and I'll just do a quick recap. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, good call. My top 10, uh, I had Dunkirk at 10, I had Drive at 9, Gravity was my 8, Nightcrawler at 7, Ex Machina at 6, Get Out was number 5, Mad Max Fury Road, number 4, I had The Social Network at number 3. So my number 2 of the 2010s, a little movie called Whiplash. And uh, I was very surprised this movie did not win Best Picture. I was very impressed with the movie the first time I saw it, and then I saw it again maybe two more times. And each time I watched it, I was even more impressed. I know the I think the acting's really great. I know some people think it's a little over the top, but I think what this movie is really saying about uh, achieving greatness, uh, acquiring greatness, the relationship between a teacher and a student and what that should really be about and what you're really trying to achieve with those relationships. I think all of that's really interesting. And, uh, you know, Whiplash, uh, I think it's a movie that'll stand the test of time just because it's like, it's kind of perfectly executed. There's not a lot I would change about it. Really well directed. And the use of the, of the jazz music. And it is kind of, there's sort of a sub commentary it's making about jazz and, um, this sort of genre of music that should be more respected and it's kind of been lost and it's an American tradition. I think there is sort of a subtext that's just about jazz inside the movie as well. So it's a very, it comes across as a simple movie, um, but it's kind of a more layered and interesting movie. And I think it's, uh, yeah, I was very close to putting it as my number one of the decade. Interesting. Um, I, I, it's one of the films that I had a real hard time taking off my list and, um, I actually, I can't walk you through mine exactly. Cause I actually picked mine out of order last week. Like I, and I didn't write down the rankings. Um, and mine was very fluid. Uh, but I can't remember which, there was another movie that, that we discussed previously that I had a hard time leaving off. I think it was, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which was on yours on the left yeah. of mine. And this, for very different reasons, this film's in that same classification where it didn't make my list. But it was really good. I agree with you. I, I thought this was the best movie. Uh, what year did it come out? Was it 2013, 2014? I want, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember what it lost to. Um, I, oh, okay. It came out in 2014. I, I wrote that down. Um, I, really, JK, I really liked it. Like, uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons won uh, for Best Actor. Let me see here. His performance is great. Miles Teller, everyone in it's great, but the movie really lives and dies on his performance. Like just like we talked about, Walking Phoenix and the Joker. To me, really like J.K. Simmons. That movie's Whiplash is about his character, and um, I won't give without giving anything away. But yeah, it's about his tutelage of Miles Teller and what is greatness? How do you drive someone to greatness? And can you become something awful? <laughs> like, do you need to right. become something awful before you become something great? Or and, and like as a student, like, can you really make that sacrifice to, to be great and uh, to like take those lessons from somebody who's that harsh? And it, you know, there's a line in the movie that's a great line where it's like, the worst thing that that it, like a teacher ever said to a student is "good job," because yeah. "good job" gets you nowhere. And it's like, if you really want to be something, you got to do more than that. And it's, there's a there's a harsh truth to it. There's also a whole element, uh, you know, of the um, the J.K. Simmons character where he's just a total sadist. 
And there are times in that movie where he's berating these kids, he's berating Miles Teller, and he's enjoying it. And you can see he's enjoying it, and he gets off on it. And I think there's this whole sort of sadist side of it, and it's like, I definitely can remember having teachers or coaches where they were yelling at me or screaming at me about something, and you could tell there was something sadistic. There was some some part of them where they were actually getting off on what they were doing and sort of like evilly enjoying it. And I, you know, I think that representation is well done in this movie because that's a hard thing to portray. Um, I just think that there's a lot of levels to it that aren't totally uh, observed on the first watch. I guess I'm picking up everything you're putting down there. Um, and to me, <laughs> like, but to me, like, as we talk about it, the thing that really stands out about that character. Spoiler alert, uh, J.K. Simmons is a teacher who is a complete asshole to every student trying to drive one of them to be great or to find that great one. And at the right. end of the film, T- Miles Teller gives us – he has the show. And they talk about they talk about this one show that like set – I can't remember the – they had this like talk about the Joe definitive Johnson show. Joe Johnson a symbol at somebody. It's one of the – is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's like oh, – isn't there like the, – Long story short, Miles Teller ascends to greatness at the end, and it's very clear. And in it, it's vindication for J.K. Simmons' character. And Seth just touched upon this, though. Like, he is an awful teacher. Like, and I'm saying this in the sense of being a teacher. Like, his approach was he was trying to find, he wasted 30, 40 years of his life with the sole goal of finding this one. And, and definitely, musician. without a doubt, caused like psychological harm to a lot of kids, including somebody who probably committed suicide at some point. And it's like it's clear that he was like hurting people to find this one person. So exactly. Know? So that's like, and what I was just gonna say. That's exactly where I was going because it's like he reached his goal, and it's like at first you're like, oh wow, he did find someone great. He was right, and then it's like, no, 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 he was a teacher, and he failed. That means he failed every yeah. other student he had because he would he. Yes, there you need great people too, but there's a lot of people in the middle, and teachers are supposed to teach basically to different levels of student and interest. And even at that level, like I'm not a teacher there, but like to me, he like it's he wins. But you also, when you look at it and take it, taking the thirty thousand foot view, and you look at that character and his career, like he is a sadist. He basically he he passed the time to get to Miles Teller by being awful and vicious yeah. to these kids. And it's like, and the question is there, for me, I think there the movie's saying, yes, his awfulness did bring out this greatness in Miles Teller and that it challenged him. Uh, but to me, it's also, you can easily look at him and be like, this guy, this guy is the villain. He probably easily. killed oh, a yeah. kid. But he, what's, what's amazing is like, if you ask that Miles Teller character, he said, he would say, I needed this guy to push me that hard. It's like, he wants to be pushed to that level. And it's like. It's crazy. It's the whole thing is crazy. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie, I think. It's the beauty of the film and <laughs> yeah, it yeah, probably exactly. deserved a spot on my list. Unfortunately, it didn't make it. Although I think you okay. I think you'll like my number 2. I can't wait. Let's let's see. Wait, do you mind are you ready to Oh yeah, it? do a quick recap. Quick recap. Of of mine? Yeah, of your top 10 there. Okay, this is I don't actually remember it cuz I switched them up. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't <laughs> Um, I think <laughs> I, I can go through them, but I can't give you necessarily all their numbers. Um, oh, the heat was on there. I remember that. Okay. I think the it. Yes. Crazy Rich Asians. Avengers Endgame. Hell or High Water. Rogue yep. One. Gravity. And Inception. Yes, I think you ended with Inception or something, or around there. Maybe it was Gravity. Um. All right, my number two movie is Black Swan. Wow. Not expecting that. 
David Fincher's Black Swan. Uh, I believe it came out in 2010. Um, Is that Fincher? Yeah. So Fincher, Natalie Portman, Vincent Cassell, uh, Mila Kunis. Just like yes. it's got like a, a small cast, but a very good one, and everyone. It's I mean, what I like to. It's what I like to call a high budget independent. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, and again, I, I say this. It's one of those movies that could be a play. I'm sorry, just real quick. It was. It was Aronofsky. I, I was oh, it was Aronofsky. Excuse me. Wow. It's okay. I knew. I was like, I'm not sure. That's a. It's a Darren Aronofsky. Don't worry. Very. I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm still. I'm still happy to have it on there. It doesn't affect its ranking though. They have similar names. I've confused them before, and they're both kind of avant-garde directors. It was. It's the avant-garde style. Um, I can't yeah. Remember. Uh, Black Swan. I just love it. Natalie Portman. It is a really. You could call it a horror film, and, and I definitely think it could be called. I think it's more like a psychological thriller, but it's just really about like her character's descent into madness. And it it's also a darker kind of, movie than you realize. It's a darker movie than you're expecting. For and sure. a, yeah, and it also kind of wrestles with a lot of the same things that uh, Whiplash does. It's her, as she descends into madness, she like ascends yes, into yeah. greatness as a performer, and it just kind of talks about like the again like the maybe in this case it's like fanaticism, blind devotion, and like how that can affect someone. And like a performing art, like it's like her, she, her world between like reality, the stage, and her real life, like everything begins to blur. And like as things get more wild and out of control, it's also like the more powerful she becomes. And it, and, and the movie ends also with her ascending to, she has like an incredible performance, and it's like one of those hero moments, or it's a clearly like a victory for her, and everyone's like astonished. And then you realize. I, like she's she's been mortally wounded in the dance and she ends up dying and it's like this tragedy i guess it's, it's yes. a tragedy it's like a, it's it's like, a, a very it, metaphorical movie and it it, it, it kind of does follow the um the the swan lake i think is the name of the production that's that's sort of that they're putting on and the, the movie itself is kind of following that uh that plot line i guess um but yeah um definitely I want to say it's Natalie Portman's best performance. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to. I think Closer is another movie she was like known for. But I don't. You know. I want to say this is her best performance, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's also kind of a comeback for Aronofsky, I think, because he was off in that. He got in that like Tree of Life movie, or I forget what it was. It was like whatever the Hindu Buddhist thing is, where the guy's floating up into space or something. It was a crazy. Oh, the fountain. The Fountain, yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I think that's an underappreciated movie, but it's by no means great. I could not I could not stomach that one when I watched it. At one point, Hugh Jackman's drinking cum out of a tree. That's a true scene, people. That happens in that movie. It's so milk. Was, it's milk. <laughs> well, regardless, I've, I was just happy that he kind of came back to Earth a bit and like made himself a real movie. And like he's still doing metaphorical and symbolic things, but... Clearly, it's like he's portraying this world of uh, ballet dancers and just the pressures that they're under, you know, inside that world and all the different things they have to deal with, whether it's their weight or the the, the social, you know, uh, nitpicking that goes on with these girls and stuff. It's just a, it was a well done movie, and I was happy he wasn't in a tree floating up into space. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I I actually that's thought- an interesting pick though. That, it's a really good movie. I think it's kind of overlooked. Well, that's the thing. I thought it was a little overlooked and like going through these lists again, nothing affected, but I realized like it wasn't on a lot 
And one of the first things I did was go through the releases each year like the, and kind of yeah. go through each year. And I made a list. And then I went through top tens just to see if I missed anything. Um, and I was surprised it didn't come up on a lot. And this was one of the first on my list. And again, like I, Whiplash didn't make it. Um, Mad Max didn't make it. There are a lot of good movies that didn't make it. And Black Swan is the one that like pushed him out because it was one of not giving too By much. By the way, away. you know who has a supporting role in Black Swan? Who? Uh, the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. Oh, I forgot he's in that. Oh no, wait, you're <laughs> also your nemesis. You're... Also my nemesis. Also, so he was a Stage Door Manor uh, alumni. I am a Stage Door Manor alumni, and so is Natalie Portman. So I'm sure on the set of this movie, Sebastian Stan and Probably went up to Natalie Portman and was like, hey, you remember Stage Door? I played basketball with this kid and he hit me in the knee. And I'm sure they talked about that on set. Well, so. I, was, I, I thought, thought she I'd was going to bring it up to like, him, but it makes, that makes sense. You, you, we both know they talked about it. They had to. My, my brother actually went to the camp when Natalie Portman was there, along with um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, he was part of that kind of generation. I was the Sebastian Stan generation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, for all those keeping count at home, different generations for the Cullen brothers. Same camp, t- totally different. Three years crowd. apart. Three years apart. Uh, <laughs> I went with Winter Soldier. He went with Thor's girlfriend. You can put it together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is it time for number one? Yes, time for number one. Okay. Um, this and again, this was hard for me. I my top three, I sort of rearranged several times, but I thought this was the definite top three. So I had Social Network as three, Whiplash is two. My number one is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, and I think this movie um, is sort of the most, maybe after Social Network or maybe tied with it. I think it's the most socially socially relevant of the 2010s in a lot of ways, and just. The way it portrays groupthink and cult cultures and the divide between uh, people living in a reality and people living in a bubble. I think it does a really good job of showing that. I also think the acting, uh, Hoffman's last great, great performance and Phoenix also in one of his, probably his best performance, I want to say. Both of them like acting at nine, like just throwing 100 miles an hour in this movie in terms of acting. There's a couple scenes where, where with Phoenix the scene where he's a photographer early in the movie, one of my favorite acting sequences, just the emotions he shows you know, over, and it's a one take and it's like a 45 second uh, take or something, but it's like, he's really coming into his own as an actor in this movie in terms of like going beyond just being a Hollywood star and kind of transcending movies and creating art. And I, I think pairing him with Hoffman was a great move by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. And I just think it's a very, very relevant relevant movie and it's a really interesting movie a lot of layers to it um and um you know even the amy adams character who's sort of the master of philip seymour hoffman where like there's these tiers of who's controlling who and stuff um yeah i it's i don't think it's paul or paul thomas anderson's best movie but i think it's like i think it's it's gonna it's gonna be a movie that gains a lot of traction for this time goes on it's kind of my read on that movie well, it's already gaining some traction because I haven't seen it, but I'm going to now. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say I haven't seen it. I've heard great things, obviously. and We talk about Paul Thomas Anderson a lot. Um, I didn't realize you would hold it in such high esteem. Uh, I, have, uh, I was going to lie, but I figured it would be easier to come out clean. I've I mean, not, not seen it. Uh, well, I think when I first did my list, I had it as three. And so what I'd say is like, 
The Master has more flaws to it than Whiplash or Social Network. I think Whiplash and Social Network are kind of like airtight movies, and I wouldn't change much. The Master, there are things that, that I dislike or I think are flawed, but the level that it's at in terms of the, the movie making and the acting and stuff is just, it's higher It's higher than those other movies. So I think that's why it's, to me, it's going to be the bet, like sort of the art piece that's left from this decade, whereas like Social Network is almost like, this is like the news of what happened in the 2010s kind of a thing. Okay. <laughs> but so. yeah, yeah. You should watch it, Jake. I think you'd uh, enjoy it. I will. I... All right, hit me with your number one over there. No surprise here, Seth. <laughs> Avengers. 2012's Avengers. As... Oh, wow. You went with just the, the 2012. Okay. I love it. Um, I I limited it to two. As, as I said, I probably could have filled out a whole top ten movie, uh, but realizing that not everyone shares my... Well, fanatic adoration for the Marvel movies. I decided to limit it, but I really thought uh, Endgame, I think, deserved it for me for all the reasons I said. Uh, but the reason, I, the reason I'm giving it to Avengers here is one of the things I think Avengers doesn't get enough credit anymore because of the subsequent, subsequent success in, of, the, of the franchise and they've had so many other big movies. Uh, but like everyone remembers Iron Man and Iron Man was the first building block of this franchise. But Avengers is what really allowed it to like take off, and like to me, like that's what comic book movies existed forever. But like the Avengers is what everyone's been chasing ever since, and it's what allowed Marvel to really branch out like this. And like DC rushed to try and do their own hero thing, and what I'm saying, Avengers here, and, and it's taken for granted now. But it was bringing together several different, not only characters like comic book characters, but giving them their own franchises and then bringing them together for a climactic movie and having that not feel disjointed to have that not feel disjointed and to have that like all be cohesive and then to bring like a lot, what that film does is it adds to the chemistry i agree i think with the like iron man was sort of the first step for marvel and then avengers it was really it's hard to take that second step and that's where dc got into trouble they like when they tried to do the justice league it wasn't that you know it wasn't as well done and so it's like Marvel was able to set up franchises and then combine them. And that second step is like kind of what took them into the stratosphere. But that was the hardest move, I think. Where it's like, yeah, it was tough to make Iron Man. I'm sure it's tough to make a successful comic book movie. But it's harder to combine several comic book movies into this this other thing, this other monster that's like serial movie making now. And they're kind of just printing money. So it's like that second step, I think, is important. So I hear that. I mean, and Avengers, honestly, is probably cinematically the, the best reflection of the decade <laughs> it's like it's where the whole decade went in a way um well thank you also thank you for picking it up for those who couldn't tell i was basically hyperventilating with excitement trying to talk about this movie so it's all good <laughs> thank you uh, yeah the movie and they've done it the as i said like in avengers endgame uh, in avengers infinity war they brought together avengers with again like more fran- like they doubled down they brought in black panther although he was already there um, they brought in Doctor Strange, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and just, but like Avengers was the first time they did it, and I just remember how well it worked. And like I always talk about movie experiences and theater experiences, I remember being in the theater for that first, like it was the only, uh, it was better than the Endgame experience. Like people, there were so many moments, there was so much like good fan service, and I hate using that phrase because I think it's. So, well, in that first one, there was a ton of good fan service. And, it's just, it's just like like, done, yeah. and so, yeah, it's just done, done so well. 
and it gave the fans like what they wanted, how they wanted it. And it still gave like, not to say surprises, but like it was a good movie and it really like, again, talking about Endgame, bring it back there. It closed the chapter on those first series of movies and it allowed it to really set up the future arcs. And uh, like going back and looking at those films, like Iron Man one was great. The first Hulk was like solid, but like not that like it cost a hundred million dollars and made two fifty to sixty. Like the Hollywood map, that's like fine, that's not great. And like Captain America and Thor were a little more successful. Iron Man two made a lot of money, but like was definitely not considered as like anywhere near Iron Man. And, but, like, Avengers so, like, elevated all of them. It's yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it just raised it raised the floor for all the movies to come. Like now it kind of has this just like built in. They're all going to make $500 million. Like you can, Ant-Man, it doesn't matter, Doctor Strange. like the, it, Just don't overspend on budget and you can make money off these guys. So I'll tell you something funny um, talking about movie theater experiences. Um, I can recall going to the master in the theater. And so I, I think I've told you previously I had this great theater experience with There Will Be Blood. And so the master was kind of like the next big Paul Thomas Anderson movie to come out. And I was beyond excited to see his next piece of work. Um, but I took, uh, someone who is now my ex-girlfriend and, um, we went in there. I remember it was like not too crowded theater, just maybe three or four other people. I was blown away by this movie. I was completely blown away by the master. I didn't think it was as good as blood, but I was like, this is like a serious movie that needs to be taken. Like, you know, I was like ready to talk about it. And my girlfriend at the time hated it. She hated (laughs) every second of it. And it was just like one of those conversations where I was like, man. I don't know if this is like, I might, we didn't break up that night, but it was just like the writing was on the wall. You know, it was like, I was seeing one thing, she was seeing another thing. And it was just, that was the turn. That was like 30 was, minutes before the end. I don't, like, I don't want to say a relationship turned on a movie like that. It was, it, it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, this isn't a forever relationship. <laughs> All right. Um, hopefully you don't feel that way when we, when we watch a movie together, Seth. <laughs> Never um, all right I, I think that's the each of our top 10 yeah that was good all right good night everyone or good day <laughs> seth, seth would you like to say goodbye to everyone goodbye i hope i hope it was good for you guys <laughs>